Kia ora and welcome to a one-of-a-kind podcast series brought to you by Maxim Institute, Maximize Election 23. We're here every week to dive into the latest news, discussing the plain and the fancy articles. At the same time, we bring you insightful analysis of the various events across our country. We also present the Generally Good Egg Award and share our expectations for the following week. All right, welcome to the Maximize podcast, election podcast, Marcus and Josiah. Good to have you. Great to be here. <laughs> Excellent. We are talking about our plain um, of the week issue, really. It's not really just an article. It's the debates mm. that happened. Uh, plenty of debates happened last week. Mm. But why don't we start with the leaders debate? It was very well watched. Mm. Uh, 1.09 million people tuned in over 90 minutes to mm. watch it. Um, was it worth it, Marcus? Uh, <laughs> so I, I think the 1.09 million, they didn't stay for the entire hour and a half. They were I in think, and out. I think yeah. they were in and out. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's, it's, it's interesting how it has still kept up its, uh, the, the viewership because yes. um, one of the comments that I read prior to the debate was talking about how are they so necessary nowadays when we see our leaders in front mm. of the camera so often mm. In stand-ups, they're always recorded. Yeah. And that is a chance for them to be uh, shown how they respond to questions they hadn't prepped for. Yeah. And we can all see that. So we don't need that sort of uh, big debate stage to, to look at yeah. leaders and see how they react. But obviously, we still want to. Yeah. There's something maybe around it. Josiah, do you think the the two Chris's, as they've been dubbed, had an, had an opportunity to shine or differentiate themselves? Yeah, I think I think... It was relatively bland for the most part. I think the most interesting thing was probably the chat about tax policy and how that was going to play out. And I think it's interesting that nationals still seem fairly guarded about the numbers behind their policy. Mm. Um, admittedly, Labour are as well. Um, but it was, like Marcus has said, interesting to see how they respond to those critiques in mm. real time. Um, yeah. When we're watching the news, we're getting cut up versions mm. of what they say. Mm. Um, for me, Christopher Luxon hasn't really impressed in the way he's come across. I think he's been sort of quite bland. Mm. But in the way that he conducted himself during the debate, my respect for him went up because he was going on the from mm. time to time he was able to sort of mount an attack and mm. when we did get to see a, a full response from him on a given question yeah oh great well some people that I heard said that it looked like their roles were reversed, like Chris Hipkins is the Prime Minister, mm. but he looked like in the debate the leader of the opposition and Christopher Luxon looked more Prime Ministerial. What do you guys make of that? So the, the the idea was that Chris Hipkins needed a big victory yes. in the debate to, to, to um, really kickstart the campaign because he's far behind. Um, so in that sense, he's sort of oppositional as he's trying to overtake the person who's the, the yeah. incumbent, I suppose, yeah. is how we're treating Luxon a, a, a lot. Um, that is interesting that he seemed more minis uh, prime ministerial, Chris Luxon, because that sort of the, the question is, can you trust national? Can mm. you trust a change of government? That's mm. Labour's um, attack line. Yeah. Um, stick with what you know. Mm. It's not perfect. But you know, don't change don't change horses in midstream. If it's as not baroque, don't fix it. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that is interesting. That he's looking prime ministerial. The only other thing I'd say is that. Um, Hipkins looking more like a leader of the opposition, as you, as you um, people have suggested, that might be in line with the fact that he's not really running 
as an incumbent. Mm. He's trying to say he's a change candidate as well because he realises that a lot of the policies that Labour have put in place over the last six years are either unpopular or just didn't happen. Mm. Um, So he's trying to say, look, I'm not the same as as I was before Mm. or or as the rest of the Labour term was. Yeah. As I was watching the debate, I just felt really sorry for Chris Hipkins. He looked quite (laughs) defeated. Mm. I think you can just see it in his face Mm. and the way that he was conducting himself and what he was saying i think he just looks really weary and i think he knows that he's been fighting this down mm. downhill battle mm. um uphill battle rather for downhill uphill well yeah, yeah. it's, it's going fighting, downhill but he's down. fighting it uphill yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and painful. so as he looks back i wonder if he goes man i wish i called a snap election way back mm. when mm. um because you see the the polls mm. that they were okay for labor at the time and, and possibly he could have done something maybe early on then yes mm. but you just see that slump you see the drop below the 30 yeah. percent mark and, and quite clearly so yeah. it's trending down um luxon kept saying the past six years the past six years the past six years yeah. talking about things in the past and it yeah. is quite hard to argue against that sort mm-hmm. of recent track record yeah. um us kiwis have got a short memory when it comes to this stuff but not that short um and, and i think that we are seeing a growing sense of frustration and disease with the way the country is going and i think for chris hipkins he's got a really difficult job mm-hmm. um and, and yeah i think yeah I'm surprised he wasn't more, Chris Hipkins wasn't more animated and mm. more in attack mode and that he needed to win and yeah. win big. But and I think that's because he knows the writing's on the wall. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. I guess you've got two options, right? You either go down swinging yes. or you just accept defeat and just mm. try and lose graciously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope that that's, that, but I mean, I think that's not healthy for debate right it's just to go oh i kind of agree with this or i already know that i've lost so i'm Mm. not going to put in my effort like i think maybe that and that's hurting him as well maybe is that he needs to at least look like he's putting in Mm. the effort Mm. and that that might help him in the polls or at least help Mm. his public perception because in many ways he's just trying to save face moving forward because i think that's all that's left right it's sort of losing honorably so that you can look to rebuild Mm. yeah and losing so you don't lose as many people as possible yeah you you keep a rump caucus and you can build from there kind of like what national were doing towards the end of the 2020 campaign try and lose as as well as possible yeah 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 um but he's still got a couple more options uh times to yeah, shine more um, debates, that's right so if he improves maybe we'll get to the stage where the third debate he comes out firing mm. um has a really good uh uh debate and people are wowed and yeah. we remember that we don't remember the first one yeah so it's not yeah. all's not lost yeah that's true maybe he's hoping to finish strong and yeah. that'll be what people remember mm. Mm. um on to the fancy this time uh we've got an ipsos poll top issues of importance Inflation, crime, and housing. Um, inflation smashing it out the out the gate. Sixty two percent of yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, every single time you go to the shops, you yeah. deal you with feel it. it. Right. Every single time you pay um, your mortgage, yeah. you are feeling it because yeah. the way you deal with inflation is increased interest rates. Yeah. So, and, and and at the petrol pump as well, yeah. right? Petro- like they reckon it's going to get three dollars fifty. I can't believe point. that. I know. Yeah, it's, it's just like <laughs> that, that six cents off a liter is not going yeah, as far no, as it used to. No, <laughs> no, I mean we were talking. Um, I was talking with um, someone yesterday or last week, and we were just talking about how you spend one hundred and fifty dollars on petrol, you get three dollars back. You're like, I can't even buy a coffee with no. that money. So can't even like, buy a liter of petrol. Yeah, exactly. Was it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So yeah, the the numbers are you know those are the issues that are important. But what's important, for, what's interesting for the election mm. is how in 
I think eight out of the top 10 issues that people have identified, yeah. they also are then asked, which party do you think is best placed to deal with it? Yeah. Eight out of the top 10 issues, people have said national. Yeah, and they're up in the top five yeah, per, all in the top terms five. of their percentage points, right? So they've gone that 13% of people reckon they inflation, they're the best, but that's up. 13, 13% more than yeah, 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 and that's up 7% from mm. 7% mm-hmm. in mm. May. Mm. So that's a big jump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and they're ahead on traditional labour strong issues like health, yeah, um, education, yeah. Um, the only ones that they're not winning on in the top ten are climate change, where people say the Greens mm. um, are better suited to deal with that issue, and poverty, mm. and they say Labor's better suited to deal with it. Mm. Um, and then they also had the right, uh, the how well the government's doing. Yeah, um, overall score for government performance is now four point five. Wow, out of ten. Wow. Um, they, three years ago, they were 7.2, and in May, they were three, 5.2. So the trend is really going down. Yeah. Um, and that makes me wonder how – I mean, in, in the face of that, do you think, Josiah, the um, debates that we are just talking about have any significance, you know, when you're fighting against that? Yeah, I, I think they do, but only insofar as a party can put forward a coherent vision of mm. what they – are going to do to address the challenge and mm. i think um i think to be fair that's lacking for both parties but i think if you're going to choose a party a major party between national and labor it is national who are putting together a, a more coherent narrative about how they're going to fix mm. this idea of get our country back on track mm. um this idea that poverty is an issue the economy is yeah. an issue crime is an issue yeah. we've got all of these issues He's coming in and he's saying, I know how to tidy this up. I know mm. how to fix it. Mm. Um, and he's pointing to Chris Hopkins mm. and he's saying, well, he's shown that he can't. Yes. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, mm. I think I think that's where it matters. Mm. Uh, but, I, but I do think that uh, National need to make sure they're taking their chances uh, and clearly articulating what they see the problem is and, and, and a clear solution mm. to that as well. Mm. Because to a degree, those debates only allow for sort of surf, surface yeah. level, level discussion. Mm. Mm. Well, on to the Generally Good Egg Award. Um, this week, I think my Generally Good Egg goes to Rawiri Waititi, who has uh, taken time out from the election campaign as the co-leader of the Māori Party. Mm. You know, this is big time for mm. him. He's got to be out there campaigning mm. for his seat, for uh, his party votes, yep. for all of this, getting his um, the policies out there. He's taken time off. Um, because his mum is unwell and he's mm. she's in hospital and he's going to spend time with her. And um, the part of the statement that they released uh, said, Fano first is a core value for us over and above politics or political agendas. Uh, we also believe wholeheartedly that leadership begins at home. Mm. And I just thought, that's great. Yeah. Like someone who is in like in parliament at the top of their party mm. going actually my family's more important than than this i wonder how many politicians would do that readily you know yeah hopefully all of them hopefully yeah. all of, well yeah. that's what you want yeah. from yeah. your leaders yeah. right but, but it's good the to cynic in me yeah. goes would they yeah. <laughs> yeah what do you reckon josiah yeah i think it just goes <laughs> to show the human nature of politics mm. which is so easily missed out mm. um so whether you're a fan of rawiri and uh his policies mm. i guess you you're connecting with him when when we hear about this as a country on a personal level mm. going yeah you're you're another human being like me who, who've got the same challenges and pressures mm. in mm. life um and as a good son ought he is uh, looking after or tending to his mother um, like we should and so I think yeah there's that humanizing effect which 
in the political sphere you'd like to think would help bring us together so yeah. um, it's not only a good thing intrinsically for him to be doing that but mm. I think it's a good thing for us to be hearing about that as well mm. yeah 100% yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. that's that's great. So good on you, yeah. Good We hope for a speedy recovery yeah, for your mum, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and so on to the week ahead. Whoa, what have we got coming up, Marcus? That that's got you excited. Well, it's <laughs> rare to go. So um, it's an election podcast, and before we do our next one on Monday, the polls will have opened. Oh, really? For early voting? Yeah, so yeah. next Monday, um, uh, 2nd of October, I think that is, mm. um, polls open. So, of course, now we're in this idea where we don't have an election day anymore. We have an election fortnight. Wow. Um, and so last time in 2020, there was something like 60-odd percent voted yeah. early. Yeah. So, um, and before that, I think 48 in mm. 2017. Mm. So we're getting to the stage where we get to election day and half the people have voted already. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, think that was part of that was COVID and people like, well, I don't really want to go into a polling booth with yeah, I'm sure people. Was, yeah. yeah. yeah so, I mean, they, they were sort of pushing it to be like, you know, let's, let's yeah. spread ourselves out a yeah. little bit. And, yeah. Um, I think also people, you get out, why do you get out and vote early? Yeah. Because you've made up your mind. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you yeah. don't want to wait on election day. Yeah. So it will still be still got to wait for the results, though, like, no, which is the frustrating it, yeah. part. <laughs> wait two weeks to find out yeah. who won. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you guys think about voting early? Are you a fan, Josiah? Or? I mean, personally, I like it because, yeah, yeah I know pretty, pretty well who I'm going to vote for. Mm. And I'm not sure what what people are going to say, whether that's going to sway me at this point. Right. Um, mm. So I think the debates and stuff are interesting and valid, but I think my mind's already made. And mm. I think there's a sense in which people are, to a degree, checking out because they just want this election to be over mm. and done with. And I guess to my point about uh, Chris Hipkins, there is that sense in which the writing is on the wall. Mm. Um, I think people know how the election is going to go insofar as I think it's pretty clear that National will be making up the next government. The question, the big question is, well, coalition, what does that look mm. like? And so, yeah. so maybe there's space for for more engagement and interest there. I guess my one concern about that, that way of voting is, will people just put it off, particularly if they're not that interested in the result, if they think, ah, it's pretty much one and done. I might get to it, I might not. Mm. Whereas if you've got a set day where mm. it all needs to be done, there's mm. a sense of collective buzz about, well, today is the day, today yeah. is election day. So so whilst a lot of people may vote early, does that result in a net loss of, of votes? Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah. I think about the local body elections where it is like you mail in your vote over a certain amount of time. And that's like 40% engagement, yep. you know. Yep. Um, so I wonder, that's a good point. Do people actually go, oh, I'll vote another day. Yep. Oh, it's election day. Oh, I can't find a polling booth. Oh, well, I can't be bothered, mm. you know. Um, I don't know. I hope, I mean, we're quite good with voting engagement, right, Marcus? We're up around 80%. Or, yeah, we were last time, but yeah. 80% of those enrolled yeah. voted, which uh, 82, I think, yeah. which is quite. Which is pretty good. Yeah, pretty yeah. high. If we got that again, they'd be very yeah. impressed. Um, I think it tends to drop down. If you look at the um, the numbers recently, 2011 was quite a low turnout. Mm. And if you remember, then that was the sort of height of the key government yes. popularity. And yeah. so I think there was a real sense of, well, we know where it's going to go anyway, so yeah. won't bother turning out. Yeah. Um, I'm very much a, a fan of voting on the day. Mm. Uh, I think there should always be special votes for people who can't make it or are overseas. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I think making it the idea of making it as easy as possible. I'm not such a big fan of that. Yeah, I yeah. like I like having you know this is important. Yes, so we it should sh have some cost. weight attached yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, some cost attached yeah. to it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to wait till till election day to yeah. vote. Take yeah, the kids in. And yeah, show them how it's to vote. a thing, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit of a community. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Oh well, 
thanks for being with us on the podcast today, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for listening to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team at Maxim, Mate Wa, goodbye for now. <laughs>